0: Trek Geeks is proud to have Fansets as our presenting sponsor. You know, Fansets is the place for amazing pin collectibles with over 400 officially licensed Star Trek pins and new releases every month. Stay tuned for a special discount code good on your next order at Fansets.com. Fansets, our pins have character.
1: Hi, this is John Billingsley, Dr. Phil Flocks. From Star Trek Enterprise. Now, I'm reading something that was written for me, and I think they could have done better. So, this yes. is not me. This is them. My prescription for you is a healthy dose of the Track Geeks podcast starring Dan Davidson and Bill. He could have done better, Smith. It truly is the best medicine. Oh, come on, boys. And here's how they close it Doctor's orders. Shame, tisk, tisk.
2: For the record, that was Dan Davidson that wrote that. That was me. Wow.
1: That's uh, even better because now it's
0: forever blamed on Bill.
1: (laughs) That's forever blamed on Bill. Thank you, you, Mr. Bacula.
0: There you go. Wow. All right.
1: All right.
2: Missing Persons Department at Podfleet Command. It's the biggest little show this side of the Alpha Quadrant, the flagship of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Where have we been? We have no idea, but we're the Trek Geeks Podcast. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to episode number 308. I know we are just knocking out episodes <laughs> this year, right and left. You wouldn't know it. You know, Maybe in some other alternate Earth, we've been doing two episodes a day. I don't know. But for right now, it's all about quality rather than quantity. Unless we're talking about my (laughs) co-host. He's the warmest body I could get behind a microphone at this time. He just so happens to be my regular co-host, unfortunately. I give to you the redoubtable Dan Davidson. (laughs) Dan, (laughs) nice to have you back behind that microphone
0: i gotta say man it is really good to be here that is that was might be one of my favorite introductions ever that was hilarious i could as, as everybody could hear i couldn't not laugh that was pretty good it is uh it is very good to be sitting here uh with a microphone in front of my face and your wonderful face on my monitor right now as we uh sit and talk we haven't done it for a while As everybody knows, there's been a lot going on with me and my employment, and it's just been too much to be able to to sit down and enjoy talking about Star Trek. But um, you know what? Here we are. Uh, Holiday season has started. Uh, We got stuff going on, and nothing made me more excited to get back into this chair than to sit and talk about what we're going to be talking about today.
2: And I just want to point out it had nothing to do with me. Nothing. Not at all. Bill who? Yeah. It ha- had everything to do with our dear friend and special guest.
0: It did, absolutely. Well, not so much just him, but the cause that we're doing. Of course, uh, a few years ago, we had uh, a very wonderful guest on our show, and, and we talked about a, an event that we did with Jonathan Frakes, and this person said, hey, let's top that. So, John Billingsley, you and I created Trek Talks. Um, we had a very successful year. We had an even more successful year Last year, and we've got so many great people working behind the scenes and so many guests coming yet again, Trek Talks 3 is just around the corner, and we're going to talk to John Billingsley again to give us a little sneak peek of what uh, we can expect to see on
2: January 13th, 2024, which is just a few weeks away. You know, when you think about it, the first two Trek Talks telethons between fan donations during the telethon and contributions from other sources like say rod roddenberry for example Mm -hmm. or other other donors who have chipped in outside of the telethon um we have raised close to a quarter of a million dollars 200 almost two hundred fifty thousand dollars in two years um and uh, that when i think about that number it blows me away i'm so grateful and and glad we're going to do it again and Probably for the rest of our lives, and I'm on, I'm on board.
0: <laughs> I'm on board too. Um, it's for a great cause, and it, and it it just it makes you feel so good knowing that we're doing something to help other people, and that's what we've been talking about for the last three years when we talk about this telethon. Is 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 that 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 Star Trek? way um so that so the fact that we're doing again we've got a lot of people already lined up we're getting some great names that are coming in of, of people that want to do it again and people that have never done it before that want to join us it's just going to be fantastic so you know i said you know what i got we gotta do this we're gonna sit down we're gonna talk to john we're gonna have a great time and i gotta say we've already had the discussion it really helped my situation and 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 i'm feeling really positive and looking forward to uh, getting back on uh, in the seat in front of this microphone on a more regular basis my friend because we still have about 821 episodes of star trek to talk about over the course of the next 20 years so yeah do i have to be there for that every second <sighs> that is a mandate
2: Dan, of course, as always, we want to take this moment to thank our dear friends at Fansets for being the presenting sponsor of Trek Geeks.
0: Absolutely. And a great sponsor indeed, Bill. They are just fantastic. They continue to release all the great pins that they premiered out in Vegas back in August. You can find them over at fansets.com. And over the past several weeks, they've added a whole bunch. So go to the website and check them out. I can't really name all of them right here in this short 30 to 472nd spot that we do for them every week. So (laughs) I'm going to let you go to the website and check it out. But I will say... This year's holiday special pin is a beauty. It's available in both pin and magnet form, of course. And it's the gorgeous Strange New Worlds Delta, all decorated up for the holidays. Uh, And get this, the pin version has a little loop at the top of the Delta, so you can hang it on your Christmas tree. Head on over to right now to fansets.com, folks, because it's going to sell out fast. And special note, one per order only. Very, Very important, yes.
2: Good to know. You know, it might just be the best site on the internet, Stan, so everyone... Do what Dan said. Get on over to fansets.com. Get your 2023 holiday pin, as well as all those new pins that were released over the last few months. And then at checkout, be sure to enter the special discount code TREKGEEKS for 10% off your entire order. That's TREKGEEKS in all capital letters with no spaces. And of course, don't forget, this is important during the holidays. When you spend more than $30, you will automatically get free shipping in the United States. Nice.
0: Fansets our pins have character and we really thank our friends at fan sets for being the presenting sponsor of the trek geeks so bill i gotta tell you how awesome it is to be sitting here as you know you and i have Not recorded much lately. I'm taking a little bit of a sabbatical because of the void of darkness and despair that is my current job. But when I heard what we wanted to talk about tonight, I just had to put the headset on because it's worth it. So I'm glad to be here. We're going to be here talking about a very important topic that we've been involved with for a few years now. Looks like you have a question.
2: So wait, you weren't going to put on the headset and fire up your microphone for me? Not at all. No. I,
1: I, if I may, even though I haven't oh, formally introduced you, there- I have to say that I'm also sort of amused that you just assume that nobody from your workplace would ever listen to this podcast.
0: Oh, I don't even care, <laughs> but no. I know that several do, but I don't, I don't care. No. but um, I might as well let the the genie out of the bottle, so to speak, because we can hear his mellifluous tones right now. We're here to talk about a great event coming up in just a few short weeks, and that is Trek Talks Three. And we can't talk TT3 without the one and only John Billingsley. So he was here when we first started the whole thing, when we had the conversation to do the first one way back when. And my God, we're doing it for a third time. John, it's great to see you as always. It's exciting to be getting ready for this, especially after all the strike stuff is now behind us. Welcome to the show for a
1: record time, pal. Thank you, you two suckers. (laughs) Let's go back in time in the Wayback Machine. You guys said three years ago, hey, you know, Jonathan Frakes, we had him on a show. He raised $5,000 for Feeding America. I said, well, what if we have a whole bunch of other people on a show, make it longer, call it something like, hmm, Trek Talks, and see if we can raise more money for the Hollywood Food Coalition. And much to our mutual surprise and perhaps sometimes chagrin, it worked. (laughs) We raised, I can't remember, $80-ish thousand dollars the first year. Is that right? Um, I, I think it, I... 79, something I 79, know. 80, 81, and something like that. Last year we raised well over a hundred. And uh, so we're doing it again this year. Incredible guests, fun antics, interstitial storytelling about the food coalition. Bonnie Gordon and I are gonna co-host. There's been a lot of requests that I wear pants this year, and I'm I'm gonna listen to. Our fans and uh, and and try and, um, you know, operate with more decorum this year. That
2: sounds like a first.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say I for one would really appreciate that because you were taking clothes off and putting them on my head during our live podcast in Vegas this past August. So, yeah, put some pants on, pal.
1: I made some money for those people who were YouTube. not there. I made some money for the uh, SAG after foundation yes. by performing a sort of reverse strip tease where when I started stripping, people said, put it back, put it back, put it back. And I did in return for dollars stuffed into my pants. Yes. I, so.
2: I think you could have made boatloads more if you'd actually just started on naturel and I, then put clothes on.
1: Well, you know, Michelle Hurd, who I respect and admire. I was afraid I'd only met her for the first time, that that might not be starting off on the right foot with her.
2: Okay, I that's, that's I fair. That's fair.
1: I've gotten to know Michelle and work with Michelle, who did, for those of you who would care about this, an amazing job speaking as a SAG. Phenomenal. Addict, to help bring this very long, painful, arduous strike to a, confu- uh, to a conclusion. She sits on the uh, negotiations team, and she was um, a, f- a forceful, impassioned advocate for all the things we were fighting for. Many of which have real resonance for other people in the workaday world, which uh, particularly in the AI area. So, shout out to Michelle Hurd.
2: Absolutely, she is. She is such an amazingly, wonderfully positive beacon of light and and compassion and intelligence. And I met her for the first time that night in Vegas, and it was like I'd known her all my life. She's that that dear a person, and I. I- it's it's hard not to love her.
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sink into being Maudlin for a second, but then I'll sort of rise. I'll swoop back up to be my usual sardonic self. But <laughs> it, in a Maudlin moment, let me just say, this has been the great joy of this whole ride over the last three years is getting to know people like you guys. You'd or such menches. So many folks who've come to the table to help pitch in and make this possible. So many of the celebrities and the podcasters and the storytellers and the fans. And folks in the Star Trek world, it really is a constant reminder to me that in some some in some respects a very dark age there are is so much light and there is so much goodness and there is so much impulse to do to do good things in the world. Star trek really even though I may not always necessarily have the same aesthetic sense that fans have, I'm not as conversant with all the shows. The spirit of this franchise and the animating impulse behind it is so proves itself in a bajillion bajillion times over amongst this fan base.
2: It's really humbled us in in a way that we didn't quite expect. I mean, you you guys
1: needed humbling too. So I'm really glad to hear that.
2: I mean, yeah, well, I mean, you know, we sit, you know, kind of in a bubble and we record this show and you have no idea, you know, who listens really when you put it out there, you get some kind of feedback, but it's, it's precious little compared to how many people actually listen. But then when you, you go to Las Vegas and, and people start telling you about how amazing they thought Trek Talks was and how, you know, they've gained inspiration from it or or how they love to see the fandom in action. And you realize that it's really kind of taking on a quality that's bigger than all of us. Yeah. And I think that we hoped that would be the case. Yeah. But year one, I don't know if we actually c- kind of really thought it would happen this quickly.
1: Hell no. Hell no. We no. remember having our first conversation. It's like, well. Let's see if anybody answers the email. I don't know. Yeah. Worst yeah. case scenario, I'll just come on, try and raise a hundred bucks for the Hollywood Food Coalition. And much to our surprise, almost everybody answered the email. Amazing. I think we it's got everybody we fun- wanted.
0: Yeah, we did. And and I remember very. I, I remember very clearly. You said to us when we had our list of people. You said, okay, so this is Hollywood. People have things going on. Things come up last minute. Don't be surprised if we have. Between 40 and maybe as high as 50%, people that have to drop out at the last second. And we had 100% of all the people that said that they were going to be there for that first one showed up, yep. which was incredible. And then it happened again last year. We didn't have anybody who said they could be there all of a sudden not be able to be there if memory serves. And that's I'm just gonna say incredible. the
1: same thing this year because clearly that is working for me and it is it's causing us good juju. <laughs> I totally expect 40 to 50% of the people we get to drop out at the last minute. I fully expect that. Sure,
2: sure. We'll get 20% this year. That's what I'm going to say.
1: Laugh is half full. It is. It is. Uh, it is uh, I really, uh, there, I don't know if I could list everybody, but Lori Ulster, I want to give a particular shout out. Yes. To. She's joined our team from Trek Movie, and she is a wonder. Yes. She's yes. Fabulous to work with. And and the Sci-Fi sisters and John Champion and Jay Stoby and oh my gosh, help me, help me. Ashley Thomas, who stepped in to help us do social media. Yeah, Parker, Matt Simone, who are going to be putting forward a monthly podcast of their own called It Ain't Track Geeks, thank God. No, that's not true. Called Trectivism. <laughs> I'm sorry, couldn't resist.
2: Called that's okay. Dr- right. I understand.
1: TrekTivism, which is designed to tell the stories of fans, celebrities, and people in the Star Trek community, rooted in what people are doing to give back and help, which I love. Um, A- uh, uh, Amy, A- Amy, and and Simon, um, uh, David Livingston, David Livingston, Amy and Simon, who's Earl th- Green, the Earl the, the Green. mastermind, Green. the mastermind of technology, yes, the mastermind of technology, Jay Stobie. Uh, I mean, my head explodes, and I'm still forgetting people, Linda uh gianni in our own organization um Mm -hmm. it's an incredible group of people that have pulled together to make this happen every year because i have no skills this is the thing that people don't realize is that i basically coast through the entire process just (laughs) kind of generally sunny my my goal if we were actually meeting in a boardroom my my job would be to provide the donuts
2: i like donuts
1: donuts are fun since we Zoom, I can't actually bring donuts, so I have to bring a form of spiritual donut to
2: the table. When we I like that. Oh, spiritual you are donut. a spiritual donut. I am,
1: I am the spiritual donut provider, and then everybody else does all the work that I don't know how to do.
2: Does that mean you're hollow in the center?
1: Uh, no, I'm juicy and cream-filled.
2: Whoa, hello. 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 You know, it's it, it, initially, you know a couple of years ago, we kind of set this plan in motion, and we had no idea how to begin. It's amazing to think that we're where we are now with the third telethon happening in thirty-eight days, eleven hours, twenty-one minutes, and one second as we John record this John today, Trash Talks three from ten in the morning Pacific time till six in the
1: evening Pacific time.
2: I would imagine we're doing a pre-show panel again this year.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to talk like that, by the way, when I host it. Uh,
2: I God, I hope not. God, uh, people happen, will tune out. Oh, everybody, and welcome to track Talks three. You are signed to be the announcer for the entire Trek Geeks podcast network. I'm just telling you that right now. If you do it like that the whole time.
0: I'll I'll sign up for that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Radio. And they all kind of sounded like that. It's like somebody somewhere started a radio school and anybody who became an announcer on old radio
2: had to go to the school. Hello, everybody. Dan, is that what it was like at the Connecticut School that of Broadcasting? That was
0: exactly what it was like at the Connecticut School of Broadcasting, which I am a proud graduate of, and decided that that is not where I wanted to go for a career. But yeah, that is exactly what happened.
2: Were you graduated from that fine institution?
0: I did. I have a. I did not know that. I have a diploma and everything for it, man. Where
2: is the Connecticut
1: School of Broadcasting? I grew up in Connecticut, Boston, Needham. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was.
0: Yeah, well, that uh, I don't know why they call it CSP. Yeah, yeah so it's, one thing, it, it's a riveting conversation, isn't it? Uh, listeners one thing, I wanted, to, one thing I wanted to say. They can't
1: all be gems. Down. They can't. I've, been on, I've been on eight times, for God's sake. I mean. Don't, don't I know it. Look at you guys. have to get liquored up to even have me on as a guest. Oh. It probably, this is audio only, right? We can't. There's no Correct. Pressure. Let it be noted that both these boys have been swelling down highballs since we started talking easily. Number three, number four. If you begin to hear a little
2: slur in the host's voice, I'm 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 only slightly disappointed that you think I'm at three or four. Um, My tolerance is much higher than that to talk to you.
0: I will say, uh, before I came upstairs to record, I'm making my drink. And my, my wife says, how come you're making a drink? You're recording. I said, yeah, we're talking to Billingsley. And she goes, oh, gotcha. Oh.
1: <laughs> uh, and I, so, ironically, am sober as a, a church mouse. So because I'm going to a little dinner party with our wonderful and esteemed partner, John Champion, and his mother, who is in town. Awesome. Emma, who I adore, his wonderful mother.
2: That's fantastic. We could take That's or true. leave him, but his mother is wonderful. His yes. mother's
1: wonderful. He's wonderful. Such a group of mentions I've accumulated around yeah. me. I like to think it's sort of like, you know, one of those like physics things where it's like the dark force kind of like attracts light or the, I don't know. I don't understand how physics works anyway. I, I can't really understand how I'm fortunate enough to have such
2: nice people gravitate
1: around me. I can't, I can't, I can't help but think there's something.
2: We're we can probably ask Dr. Aaron McDonald, science advisor to the Star Trek Ooh. franchise, when she appears on Trek Talks 3, Saturday, January 13th. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't understand what the hell she's talking about. <laughs>
1: For those of you who like science, though, and understand this stuff, yes, we've got a wonderful Women in Science panel. Nice. We've got, let's talk about some of the panels. Let's yeah, let's about, do it. I would yeah.
0: love to talk about some of the panels.
1: Jeff Rod Roddenberry is coming back to kick us off, hopefully in as exciting a way, for those of you who've watched, as he has in the past. Nice. A crossover panel, a panel devoted to looking at the crossover, the famous crossover episodes, Lower Decks and Strange New Worlds with Mr. Yes. Thomas Oaks. And we are waiting to hear whether or not we've got the writer and cast members. I know we'll have some of them, but I'm not able to say for sure. Whether
2: mm-hmm.
1: Jack is going to join or is going to join. The invites are out. Bill, the one who wrote the episode, is coming, I hope. Uh, Bill
2: Walkoff, yep.
1: Walkoff, yes. And uh, his uh, partner, Catherine, who, if I don't have the names in front of me, I can't. I do. Catherine Lynn. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Nami Melumad is coming, the composer for a standalone Let's interview. The- the- and her birthday show. is today as we record. So happy, happy birthday, birthday to her. Birthday. Yeah. Aaron yeah. Walke, we've got an ask out to Jerry Taylor for an episode for a panel about the uh, the uh, we call it producing track. And we thought having Jerry Taylor, who produced Voyager, and the Hageman brothers, who produced a show that riffs on Voyager, would be a fabulous conversation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Connor and Dominic are coming. Our real showpiece, the Picard season three panel. Mr. Frakes, Terry Metalis, Gates McFadden, Brent Spiner. We've invited Michael Dorn, Levar Burton, Michelle Forbes, Ashley Sharp, Chestnut. We've invited some others too. We hope to have an hour-long discussion, hosted by Jonathan Del Arco, about season three of *The Card*.
2: That is such an amazing lineup. I think Jonathan Del Arco is such a wonderful choice to to spearhead mm-hmm. that discussion. Oh, Todd Um, Stashwick, I forgot him. Oh, Todd Stashwick. Uh, Oh yes, absolutely. Um, it it, is. Did Terry Metalis confirm? I missed that.
1: Looks like he had a conversation with Lori today.
2: Nice, wonderful.
0: That's fantastic. It's one of the. It's one of the best seasons. One of the best seasons of Star Trek in its fifty-six year run, in my opinion. So that is going to be a fantastic panel, and uh, I can't wait. I'm going to just sit back and listen to because you said Jonathan Delarco hosting that. That'll just be an hour that people will never forget.
1: And uh, continuing on, we have invitations out to Anthony Rapp, Celia Rosegood, and Sonequa Martin-Green, Kate Mulgrew. We have a wonderful Trektivism panel with some marvelous folks in the community doing fabulous work. Ethan Phillips and Tim Russ are going to be here. We really hope we can get the actor Tom Wright so that we can have a discussion about the famous episode, Tuvix. Yes. And uh, the sisters are going to have a fabulous panel with, we hope, Michelle Hurd, Don Lewis, Adele Simmons, and Adrian Smothers about some of the bipod women of Star Trek and the legacy of Michelle Nichols on the Martin Luther King Day weekend. Uh, The Roddenberries will be putting forward another little Musical episode, possibly Ms. Gordon. There'll be some interstitials from the Hollywood Food Coalition. What am I forgetting? What am I missing? Raffles! We're going to have some fabulous items that we're going to figure out how to give away to people in return for donating at certain levels, including something that you are putting forward, Bill.
2: Yeah, so I have spent the last five years or so, not counting the pandemic, um, getting signatures on a great print from Bye Bye Robot. Um, for Star Trek Discovery. And, uh, you know, I've been getting main cast. I've been getting, you know, uh, guest stars. But there are 20 signatures on this, including Sinequa Martin-Green, Doug Jones, Anthony Rapp, uh, Wilson Cruz, uh, Mary Wiseman, Anson Mount, Ethan Peck, a whole bunch of people on this, uh, Jason Isaacs uh, on this print. And easily it has cost me hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of dollars Mm -hmm. to get this signed. I've made Not the decision. Shoe leather, <laughs> yeah, lots of <laughs> shoe leather, and I don't even wear leather. Um, I've made the decision to donate it to Trek Talks, um, so that people donating at a certain level and above can be entered into um, a, a sort of a name draw to win that particular prize. Because there's no way that somebody would be able to get that for, say, a hundred bucks. No, a take-
1: look. <laughs>
2: no yeah, so once nice. we worked but I, i'm donating a personal piece from my collection um for trek talks this year and i'm pretty excited about it
0: And i gotta say it's an amazing piece because i was with you for most of those signatures uh, that we got the the artwork is fantastic the amount of the amount of ink on those autographs is just incredible it is really just about everybody from discovery is is on this piece and fact that you're donating it i think one of the things that's important bill that i want to make where I, I i talk about is is what this experience has done for us you're donating this that you spent a lot of money on getting because it's what we have become as part of doing what we're doing with truth talks we didn't you've said it for so many years it's a it's about time that we're behind this microphone and we're doing something what we're doing and and what Trek Talks has evolved into for me personally and what it has become as a whole is incredibly numbing and humbling uh, for someone who was, has been involved with it for the three years. that you, John, you were talking about all the different names of people behind the scenes. It started with the three of us, and now there's, what, two dozen least people that are involved in it? It's incredible. It really is. And
1: I should pivot now and talk about what we're doing this for, which yes. is, is emblazoned. on my Absolutely. Desk. This is not our actual logo. This is a logo for a specific program we run, our lunch bag program. And it also has has many stains this shirt, but I wear these stains proudly because they were stains that were achieved in the performance of lunch bag tasks. Oh, good. <laughs> The Hollywood Food Coalition is an organization extremely dear to my heart, and those of you who have been listening uh, down the years have, have probably recite this spiel along with me. Go out and get a martini if you've heard it before, but if you haven't, here it goes. No, you have to stay here, Go. Oh, okay. Um, this organization has been around for 37 years. It started by providing food and daily necessities to people who were living on the street, and it was street corner service. They basically cooked out of a shack and took the grub in a truck to the corner and fed all comers. As it has evolved, we've gotten to the point where we serve a multi-element, multi-course meal seven nights a week to all comers out of our own space. It is uh, an option for all comers, vegetarian, vegan, carnivorian, salad, green salad, bread, pastry, dessert, beverage, We believe in the dignity of choice, and we believe that for people who are maybe only going to eat one time that day, we want to provide as kick-ass a meal as we possibly can. And we also, for our guests, try and hook them up with any number of other social service providers who can help them with any number of things that we cannot. Places where they might be able to get an apartment for the night, a room for the night. We have a UCLA medical van that comes to our campus, dental van, vision van, drug and alcohol, rehabilitation counseling you name it we hand out sleeping bags tents laundry vouchers bus passes shoes socks toiletry kits we also rescue about three million pounds of food a year and we share that with about 150 other organizations to buttress and augment their meal programs so imagine a battered women's shelter does great work maybe doesn't cook a very good meal we try and make sure in a concierge level relationship that they're getting exactly what they need as the best we can provide it so that they can make a great meal for the people Uh, And we try and do that throughout our city. We really try and look at where the food deserts are in our city and say, here areas are underserved and they need help. And lastly, we work with a lot of other community groups to try and figure out systemic problems to solutions that we can only solve together. More transportation, more refrigeration, more volunteers, more storage space, yada, yada, yada. That is important because I think if I'm a potential donor, I say, why do I give to an organization based in Los Angeles? It's because what we're trying to do is figure out some things that would have global scope. It's one of the reasons we are supported by the Roddenberry Foundation. It's one of the things that drew me to this organization. And frankly, it's one of the things that I've devoted a lot of my time to in the last seven years. It truly does take a village of not-for-profits figuring out how to connect their fundraising mechanisms, their friend-raising mechanisms, their doing mechanisms, so that they can achieve things collectively. That is one of the great lessons of progressivism, and it's why I think this organization is so special to me. So that's my my pitch. When you come, when you watch, I just encourage you to consider that if you had to go to a convention, it would cost you an arm and a leg, and you would have to wear pants. (laughs) It doesn't cost you an arm and a leg. It would cost you, I ask, a contribution to the Hollywood Food Coalition. Please, if you're watching, please consider supporting the work that we're doing. And you don't have to wear pants. You, you don't have to wear anything at all, in fact. Win-win. How about that? I have to wear at least something, because I'm on camera. But you, you, whoever you are, you can go naked to this convention. There's no other convention in the world that you could go naked to, except one in Iceland, which I don't want to
2: talk about, because I'm not invited like, well, again. go naked, too, and not get arrested. Yes. Yes.
1: Why yes. am I not invited to rickievic.com, where everybody goes naked?
2: Right. Let's, see if we can, let's see if we can make that happen.
0: <laughs> I like that idea. John, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, one of the amazing things about Hollywood Food Coalition is they have been doing the service of providing a hot meal to those less fortunate in the L.A. area for almost 40 years every single day without missing a day is that correct
1: one night the washing machine in the floor above us uh, overran and flooded the kitchen and we still took everything we were making and we went outside and we said sorry it's not done yet but you, you, yeah we did wow arguably we've never missed a night amazing
2: it's funny i I think it's you you talk about you know hearing your spiel again for the you know the nth time. And every time I hear it, I still kind of, you know, I, I get a little, you know, awestruck because this is the kind of thing that, that we're trying to help as a fandom. And I think it's the kind of thing that this fandom is intrinsically wired for. You know, I I think it was you who kind of posited the idea of trektivism, you know, two years ago, whatever it was. I'm a positor. You are. And we see that kind of taking shape in this every year and now branching out. Um, yeah. I'm particularly excited for the launch of the Tractivism podcast. podcast yeah, um, in addition to that and the fact that we're talking to actual fans this year.
1: Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. And I, you know, it has been a great joy for me. Uh, I, you know, obviously the temperament, you know, my temperament is such as, as I have said to you guys and as you know, it, 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 when I got this gig. Bonnie said, oh, you're perfect because you're the kind of guy who if like you were in a bar and you could turn around and say, back when I was on Star Trek and people would buy you a beer, you would go, I'm staying here all night. (laughs) (laughs) I love the fact that this is such a unique franchise in that it really allows you to kind of break down these sort of, I think, artificial and sometimes, you know, uh, uh, seemingly impermeable barriers between fans and people who do what I do for a living. I I love the fact that it is as interactive as it is, and I'm continually wanting to find ways for this community to view itself as a community writ large. Probably what that means is that what I should do is buy a fan's picture for $40. And I think maybe it's time for the fans to have a convention, and we should fucking stand in line and get their pictures. I did have a fan send me a picture once, This gentleman who sent a picture to all of us in Enterprise, the same picture with him standing with his arms on his on his hips, kind of standing akimbo, said, I thought you'd like to have a picture of me for the wall. We all got the same picture. We all put it on our wall.
3: (laughs) That's amazing. Great.
2: Yeah. Now I I, see, Dan, I know what we're going to do now. We're going to get a a photo done of you and I almost like those 80s school photos. You know, the stepbrothers photo. The stepbrothers, like it's got the. You know, the mirror, you know, the, the kind of profile image of us behind us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're gonna send that to everybody on the production team. There you go. Perfect. I like it for Trek Talks. We're doing I, uh, it. Uh, Screw it. We'll Ani. send it to everyone who was on Enterprise. Bonnie was at yeah. Robert O'Reilly years and years and years ago, and she didn't know
1: he was Gowron or whatever his character was. And, and he gave pictures of himself as dressed as a Klingon to all the cast people as an opening night present. It was like,
3: What is this? Why? <laughs> what, what is this? It's <laughs> <That's>
1: awesome. <laughs> Anyway, I segued out of the earnest and into the silly again. As, as That's, as well. okay. That's okay. That's okay. One you of the know, things
0: I got to say, um, we're talking about Hollywood Food Coalition, John, is is hearing all the different things about what we want to have people recognize and understand of why we're doing this. is very special because we all know what it's like to turn on the TV nowadays. There's nothing positive on the news these days. There's nothing that we can look forward to, to hearing about. This is something that's positive. This is doing good, and this is something that we can look forward to doing. And yeah, yeah I think I, that it has grown in these three years. It's grown to the point that it's something to really look forward to because we want something positive
1: in well, our lives. And to, get, and to get back to the concept of tractivism, you know, this is something that I discovered in, in traveling around a lot, you know, as an actor and you go to a lot of places that you might not otherwise get to, uh, particularly in all candor. I find if I'm below the Mason-Dixon line and I'm out at a bar, surprise, surprise. Um, And somebody sits down next to me we strike up a conversation. It's like, as soon as it begins to get a little dicey, what I will tend to do is say, hey, I just have a question. What's the most virtuous thing you do? What's the thing that you feel is the most like altruistic that you do to kind of like do good in your community? I'd love to hear what that is from your point of view. I've never not had a fun conversation after that. Interesting. everybody does something they know is just good. Most people kind of want to have conversation about their differences and then turn it into an argument in which they can win. I kind of find that one of the things that sort of, you know, is hard, but that sometimes is rewarding, particularly if you want to, you know, have another drink, because if you don't have that conversation, you're going to bolt your drink and go to another bar. (laughs) I think if you want to kind of find common ground, I think the common ground is to be found in people's desire to be kind and the way they manifested in the world. There's a wonderful book called The Righteous Mind by a guy named Jonathan Haidt, H-A-I-D-T. And he talked about how tribal we can be and where those tribal impulses come from. And he says, he goes back and says, it's really very anthropological. You go back to the very you know dawn of time. One tribe says, dukes up, don't let anybody come and take your shit. The other tribe says, boy, we better grow the tribe or we're going to get killed. And those two impulses kind of animate us still to this day he asks the question, how do these two tribes learn how to talk to each other? And and I think one of the things that I took away from that book was you have to talk across a shared value barrier. And the shared value that I think we all have is a desire to try and be kind and the desire to help other people. And everybody does it.
2: And I think that's why the first two telethons have kind of, I don't want to say surprised us, but kind of blew us away a little bit is to. The response. I mean, we had no idea how much we would we would raise the first year, and then when we looked at the numbers afterwards, we're like, "Well, damn! Um, I, I guess this. I guess we're going to do this one again." And then the second year happened, and we topped that. Um,
1: and and I'd be, I would be I would be remiss if I didn't particularly uh, thank Rod Roddenberry for his incredible support. Yes, absolutely. And and Amy and Simon are Amy Britton. And- absolutely. Simon, who have consistently supported us, Brandon Braga has been a generous donor for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Some of the celebrities who attend were always so touched. that at the end of the episode, the end of their appearance, they say, "I don't really. Um So yeah. and you know, I get it because it's 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 in doing this, we're also asking a lot of people, many of whom, you know, tough times, high inflation rate, you know, mm-hmm. may not have a lot to give. Yeah. So appreciative of the generosity for those people who can afford to be generous. So, all joking aside, appreciative of those people who may not be able to donate much, but still drop 20 bucks, you know, into the pot. 20 bucks mm-hmm. feed, get, a meal costs us five bucks. So, uh, a, 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 an amazing multi course meal, five bucks, you just bought one. Yeah. 20 bucks, you bought four, you know, so it, it matters.
2: And, and that's the thing that, that I've tried to seize on every year is that there are no insignificant donations in a, in a cause like this because everything matters in the end. Like you said, each meal is five bucks. I mean, you know, 10 bucks, 20 bucks goes a long way. You know, people may not feel like they're doing enough or like, you know, that donation is kind of an insult. And I assure you it's not because it, it, it it's impactful even at that level.
0: Let me ask you this, John, for those, and, and this, I have no idea what the answer to this question is going to be, but let's say there's somebody in the L.A. area who may not have enough to really mm-hmm. donate anything. They want to help. Do you have volunteers at, at the Hollywood Food Coalition on a regular basis to come help you out on a, uh, yeah, whenever it's
1: possible? I'll give you a two-part answer to that because I think both sides of this answer are important. One, if you are in the L.A. area, absolutely. We need people every day to help us cook during the day and serve at night we also need people at our exchange space our warehouse where hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and three million pounds of food a year hundreds and hundreds thousands of of pounds of food a year you know a day land and need to be culled sorted Mm -hmm. get food and we have to kind of mulch that which is no good um we have to process it pack it up store it inventory it get it out because there are groups coming every day so we always need help there And then my wife and I, on Sunday, we also run something called the uh, Sunday Lunch Bag Bonanza Program. We have about, um, oh, I don't know, dozens uh, at the least, maybe more, families all over the city that make 20 or so lunch bags apiece. They're dropped off at hub houses. Volunteer drivers pick them up, bring all of them to us, roughly speaking around 3,000 lunch bags every Sunday. And we have volunteers help sort them and aggregate them. And then community groups come pick them up, and they spread all over the city. Wow. And the thing that people don't get, food, we say all the time, food is a way in. If I am coming to a homeless encampment every Sunday, and my goal is to try and interest you in a housing program, the difference between my bringing a granola bar and a bottle of water and my bringing a multi-element sack lunch with a beautiful drawing on it and a handwritten note that says, we think about you, we care about you, is the difference between, yeah, thanks, leave at the door, and, oh, hey, thanks, I'm, I'm Bill. Hi, Bill. Nice to meet you. I'm Sam. If you're interested, I'd love to tell you a little bit about what we do. That's really the principle of the work for us. It's when people come to our space every night for a hot meal, we want to have the other partner organizations there because they come for the meal, but they stay for the other services, mm-hmm. you know. The Maslow pyramid of need, it starts with the dailies, the food, the warmth, the roof over your head, and it extends up the ladder until you are a fully individuated, healthy human being who has a job and a sensibility and relationships and et cetera. Mm-hmm. Food is basic. We start with some basics, but the goal is to help people climb a ladder to health. You know, always operating, however, from a place that just because you're at where you're at doesn't mean that you are anything other than, you know, unlucky. I mean, you're unlucky. Some bad luck happens to people in a thousand different ways. And and I'll be honest with you, one of the reasons this work appeals to me so much is because I know there, but for the grace of God, I say that as an atheist there, but for the grace of God, go I, I was a starving goddamn actor who used to know where the Walmarts were because they served free grub. I would right. look under the sofa cushions. I lived on less than $10,000 a year for almost a decade. So I know what it is like to need help. Um, I lived on food stamps. I, I cared about that unemployment check. I I got lucky late in life. But it is just a finger snap away for so many people in this country. And, and it matters to me to, to give back, you know, as it should to those who are fortunate.
0: So no, uh, earlier I talked about how talk about, uh, you know, turning on the TV and there's nothing good or positive to see. And, and one of the unfortunate phrases that I have, which I've used with Bill and I use with my wife, when we're watching the news or we hear about these stories about idiots is God, I hate humanity. Say that. And then I listen to you, John, when I think about what we're doing and how this helps people. And it makes me think, wow, I love humanity as a, of people like you and all the people in the organization and the passion that you guys have and that we all have as as, as people that are, are working on this telethon do good for people. So I want to thank you for that, because some days I feel like there really is we're never going to we're never going to change. And then, you know, you tell a story that you just told, and it makes me completely change my
3: mind.
1: Well, you know, the, the, I'm also a great believer in the uh, the break, but virtue is its own reward. I mean, we we have a limited amount of time on this world. And we have a choice. We have a a profound choice to make. We can be happy or we can be unhappy. And I feel for the people who've chosen to be unhappy. it, It makes my heart hurt because I think when you're unhappy, you tend to be sour and dyspeptic and you drive people away. And then you spiral. You spiral into selfishness and meanness and pettiness and cruelty. To choose to be happy is to have the opposite. To choose to be happy... I get emotional about this because it's a very deep feeling I have. Mm-hmm. When you choose to be happy, you attract love. It, it, it surrounds you, you know, and it's our choice. It is the most fundamental choice we have. It's the basis of existentialist thought. And I read a wonderful book by Viktor Frankl about life in the camps, A uh, Man's Search for Meaning, which to me has an extraordinary simple and profound thing to say. Frankl said the people who survived were the people who kept their sense of humor. In dacha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that lesson writ large in our lives is, you know, our obligation to ourselves, much less to this, the community we live in and the world we live in, is to is to be joyful. Even e- without without and I'm extremely political, as you know, you guys don't mm-hmm. know me. I'm mean,
3: mm-hmm.
1: extremely political. It doesn't mean a virtuize. It doesn't mean, you know, don't call bullshit. It doesn't mean, you know, no, you are a liar and a louse. It, it it is some weird way of saying you're a liar and a louse, and I'm sorry that happened to you.
2: Interesting, yeah. I um, I my wife and I have talked a lot, you know, through the course of the the quarantine and the pandemic about. It seems like humans have forgotten how to have grace. You I don't know think we, that's true. I, well, when I talk to you, John, I, I feel like, you know, like Dan does, like, I I don't want to say my faith in humanity is restored, but I believe a little more in the human condition and people's, you know, basic, you know, drive to be good people. Like you said, you know, at the bar, you know, we all, we all do things that we, we want to make the world better in our own way. And uh, I think it's just the, the, the isolation and the negativity of the last few years that have kind of made us all feel like humanity has lost a step. But, uh, but I think you're right.
1: And structural, Uh, structural impediments. I mean, that are real, that are, that are, you know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a structuralist. I believe in the end that what you can try and address and fix are the structures and the mechanisms and the systems that keep people's innate humanity from, from being operative. We have a somewhat sclerotic political system that balks us and makes us throw up our hands and want to give up. We can't solve certain things. Right. It's baked into certain things that a bunch of people, good men, 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 white men, decided 250-some hmm. years ago, some great notions, some great structures, some great ideas. But right now, it's, it sticks us in amber, and we get frustrated. And, and I think that that frustration can go in one of two directions. It can make you bitter. It can make you querulous. It can make you say we're fucked. Or it can go into, okay, there are other ways to give back. There are other ways to be involved. Right in the corner where you motherfucking are and get involved in your community. Which is the second part. You didn't think I would remember this. The second part. <laughs> second part of my answer is, if you don't live in Los Angeles, there's something you can do where you are. There's always something you can do where you are. If you feel sad, do something in your community to help other people. If you feel lonely, do something in your community to help other people. If you're angry, do something in your community to help other people. The answer is always forward into the world to help and to give love. That's where the answer is. And it's there for you somewhere based on the thing that makes you passionate. It could be teaching a kid how to read. Yep. It could be, you know. You know, organizing a basketball rec league could be picking up trash on the ocean, could be doing what I'm doing. I mean, and use your imagination because there are a bajillion fucking ways to do Mm -hmm. this shit. I mean, when we when I started, this is now like a six million dollar a year organization. It started when I got involved as a hundred thousand dollar a year organization. But I, I just, you know, with a whole bunch of people. First, it was like, everybody, get together. Everybody, everybody who cares about this organization, get together. What can we do? How do we do it? What can we do? How do we do it? How do we organize ourselves? If you want to build something out, gather the people and build it motherfucking out.
2: Yep. You know? I, I can think of no better um, advocate for the concept of attractivism than you, John. I can think yep. of no better fandom that that is wired for this than Star Trek fandom. And I can think of no better event. Um, because there's no other event like this in any other fandom. Just than, think if we got seven seasons, holy shit. I know. Right. People would, um,
1: people would go, oh, Yeah, Thanks for that. that
2: is, instead of
1: thinking <laughs> Dan Billings, God, who is
2: that? Who's
1: that guy? Is
2: Next year, we will tie enterprise for the number of seasons of Trek talks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, and uh, but uh, I, I think that it's something that Star Trek was, was, I don't want to say meant to do, cause it sounds kind of fatalistic, but if there was a fandom, this was going to happen with, it was going to be this fandom because of yeah. the ideals that the majority of fans believe in. I do honestly.
1: Yeah. And I, and I, and what interests me and, and you know, it is a long, slow, arduous cook as all things worth doing are is to continue to figure out ways, means, mechanisms, structures, devices, tools to bring people together to do good within this, this world, you know, um, I find that fascinating. I find it very, very interesting. The challenge, and and you know, huzzah that there has been this recrudescence of Star Trek, this resurgence of Star Trek, because bringing more celebrities, fans, yeah. attention to the to the to the franchise gives this the possibility to flower. You know, I mean, and you know, even though I'm I'm my great love is reading i i don't watch a ton of television so i'm i'm probably the, the dumbest star trek fan you're ever going to talk to i don't see that one um <laughs> but it doesn't mean i don't appreciate deeply this this spirit and the values that i think this franchise represents well i,
0: I gotta say you make the excitement for this event on a level that j- every time we talk to you, the excitement is is more and more because of your passion, your love for what you do. We've uh, Bill and I have had one of the the great things that's come about from this uh, this three year long thing that we've been doing is a great friendship with you, John. We My appreciate that daycare. so much.
1: and in out with you the boys. Can, and-
0: you, you can non that tomahawk bone all you want, man, because it is a it is a highlight of State our trip Canada
1: every year in Vegas i mean an actual steak not like a hamburger steak a real steak oh
0: real steak and it's and we're going to do it again this coming year it's it's uh it's it's great to to be able to do this with you and and get to know you and and all Last the other year, things They took
1: me a big Owl's house of reasonably priced but small steaks it was a little it was off the strip it was it was actually not in even vegas it was actually in utah and i took some driving to get to and and you know the steaks were, were small. I, I didn't find it at first. It was under the parsley, but I found it eventually, and it was
2: delicious. You sound like you could be the kid brother of Walter Brennan in a Frank Capra movie.
1: <laughs> I so wanted Walter Brennan's <laughs> career, too. Walter Brennan, you've heard about my show, Old Fat Flocks.
2: Yeah, Old Fat old, I yeah. can't even say it. Old Fat
1: Flocks. Old Fat Flocks.
0: Speaking yeah. of which... Okay, yep. I'm going to get off topic for just a second. Might as well bring it up. We've seen a lot of people coming back in Lower Decks over the last year and a half, man. All kinds of little cameos.
1: Fuck is Dr. Flux.
0: <laughs> when are we going to oh. see him again? I
3: don't know.
1: Hmm. But, you know. I was on the picket line, and I was chinwagging with a couple of the uh, Strange New Worlds riders, and they were saying, how old is Dr. Flux, do you think? And I said, how old do you need <laughs> him to be? Yep. <laughs> that now- would be Fantastic. Fox's is dead. He had a younger brother, and if the younger brother's dead, he had a son. Come on, Flocks
2: Junior. Yeah. How many characters can Jeff Combs play? I mean, come on. Nothing yeah. says you have to even be Flocks. I want to. I want to be Fox. I. I want you to be Flocks too. I, I like Fox. I like, I like the thing that's is,
1: you know, my oeuvre. I mean, I've played more like serial killers and weirdos and nut jobs and. Dr. Flox was the actual guy who was, uh, he was the one who was closest to me. Yeah. Like anybody I've ever yeah. played, I, I, it's yeah. like, oh, I was like that, you know, <laughs> except the smart part. But other than that. Well, we'll
0: a, keep an eye out for him. Well, you if know, you we,
2: it, you know we, we will have a, a fantastic array of, of Star Trek royalty mm-hmm. on this telethon in 38 days. Um, I'm sure we can appeal to others. You know the Hagemans will be there. You could wind up in prodigy as Flox's uh, great-great-grandson who looks just like him.
1: I don't want to repel any of our guests by making them think, oh, I see what he's in it for. This he's playing a long con. Pretend to set up a charity, bring people on for the charity event, and then spend the whole time trying to pitch yourselves an actor on my show. Oh, I see what you're up to, Billingsley. If and that Phlox happens, them.
2: if that happens, we do get 10%. I'm not saying it's <laughs> wrong.
1: I'm just saying I don't want them to figure <laughs> out. <laughs> oh
0: fantastic you know what it's uh it's january 13th 2024 trek talks
1: three all day long it's going to be great them, tell these mm. folks how they can find it and watch it and view it and etc cetera, etc cetera, et cetera. i know they know but tell them anyway
2: uh so it's very simple you can go to trektalks.net which has a very spiffy and shiny new website Um, the telethon will, uh, on telethon day, Saturday, January 13th will be embedded there, but you can also go to the Trek geeks, YouTube channel or the Roddenberry YouTube channel, or the, I would guess the Trek movie YouTube channel, because they were a partner of ours this year now. And that is such a wonderful development. We're excited to have them, but it's, it's going to be all over social media. It's going to be pretty much everywhere. If you're a Star Trek fan on social media, you're not going to be able to. Well, then you just didn't want to you just that's it. it
3: exactly i'd exactly. like to
2: know what the hell
1: you're doing on january 13th instead of watching track tops what the hell are you doing
2: and if you can't find it you can call dan Davidson personally at 207 no <laughs>
1: i guess you could theoretically be watching football couldn't you if you're a football fan mm. um that
2: well uh, that was, oh, saturday there might be saturday. one playoff game. playoffs yeah playoffs. won't be but new england tape, tape the game you can tape the game right and if you're absolutely in New England, you absolutely don't have to worry about
0: that. nothing to do Just
2: the saturday game training the saturday game will be later but usually there's a prime time game on saturday starting around 8 p.m eastern so yeah. realistically they might there might be a little bit of overlap no. and, and we're probably not talking about a huge
1: number of star trek fans who are worried about you know, missing the first first hour true. No. So true what else are you doing what else are you doing on january and,
0: and I'll tell you what, and all of the sites that Bill talked about, it's going to be very easy to click on that donate button to get your donation in. I mean, very, very easy. So easy that Bill could do it. So if that's the <laughs> case, now it's going to be awesome.
1: Yeah. Fact. Wow. Uh, is there anything like incredibly significant and important about the event that we haven't talked about?
2: Um, we've we've talked about a good number of the panels. Um, we've talked about the, the wonderful um, production team that we have. I have to say from somebody who has done a lot of work the last couple of years Mm -hmm. to, to help make this thing happen. Um, the, the people that we have brought in, um, in years two and three have been really just perfect and fit right in and been a godsend. Again, I'm an atheist also, um, to getting this, uh, to making this telethon better. Cause I, I think we, we put a considerable effort into trying to make the next broadcast Even just a smidge better than the last one, and I think that we have all the right people in place to to make that happen.
1: Wouldn't agree with yes,
0: and I and I have to I have to you know agree with Bill on that. This year, it's been extremely difficult to me to be to be as involved as I would like to be because my work is very busy. I've got a lot of things going on with it. People listening to the to the podcast know. Having the people that have come up and stepped in and done things is a tremendous relief for me. So I want to thank them very much, especially Lori. Lori's been just absolutely yeah. amazing with what she has done. Um, I, 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 I am
1: emails that go back and Lori and I now it's like, we easily is 20 emails a day with me. sure. <laughs> I don't doubt it at all.
0: No, I think it's fantastic. And it just goes to show more of the outpouring of, of love and help that people have to want to do good. And I think it's just fantastic. So thank you to all of our team. Um, I'm sure it's going to be another fantastic show.
1: You guys who have, all of you, all of you together, have this extraordinary depth of knowledge about Star Trek. That's where I'd be lost. I mean, I asked at one point, like, so if we wanted to do an episode, you know, what episode would you like to feature? And it was like, well, it could be four hours later and also I don't forget about the, and moving on to the next i was like
2: jesus oh you know there are close to 900 episodes right
1: you guys yeah. no, i know and and i heard about the pots of all 900 of them you guys <laughs> know your shit fans you're well, in good hands not
0: my we hands. have fantastic people Telling the stories like you, John. Okay, now I'm just sucking up. I'm going to oh, stop. Oh, God.
2: We, he's already uh, booked for the telethon. Stop kissing his ass.
0: That's true. That's right. I had to stop at Four Seasons, didn't you?
2: Yeah.
1: Was it because of me? Yes. I marched into marched into Brand's office. Uh-huh. Like, Enough. I ripped off the rubber head like Mission Impossible, and I threw it on the floor,
2: and he said, well, if we don't have flocks, we don't have a show. Well, oh, Bakula pretty much agreed to that last year. Not he wrong. agreed that you killed the show.
1: That's the that's the story. It's not often told. This is the kind of tidbit that I should have held for track talks. What was I doing giving it away for nothing here? Did you have pants on in that meeting? <clears throat> I did. I did. I did. I, I, I only I only refuse to wear pants at home. But, it, but you know, I got to. Some, s- something of a. I think I do have a religion. If a religion can revolve around a spiritual contempt for pants.
0: Well, I got to say, Fox's uniform was very, you know, it looked like they could have been easy, you know, like those sweats that, that, that they take off at the basketball game.
1: Favorite thing. I got to go to work and change into pajamas. <laughs> I, I had to put in contact lenses that
2: were bigger than a manhole
1: cover. So that was so
2: hot. Were they tearaway pants? Let's be honest. Like male strippers?
1: Like Barbara Eden wore in I Dream of Jeans.
2: <laughs> yeah. People don't know you originally were supposed to have a bare midriff. I, I, I was, but
1: my navel is so outsized, but the producer said, no, nah, no, too distracting, too distracting. Nobody's going to take their eyes off of that. Plus, I couldn't get the fucking diamond out. I just, you know, it was
2: like, yeah. Ah. Well, plus, I mean, that pasty white, they don't have enough foundation for that.
1: <laughs> Did I tell you about the time my face got stuck to the floor?
2: No. There was an episode that uh,
1: featured the, um, oh, what of a little sh- short, the cork, what was he? The Ferengi. Ferengi. There's an episode with the Ferengi kind of uh, yes, uh, put acquisition into a very guy you know put knockout gas into the ship and and you know Trip is the only one for various reasons He was knocked out and he has to run around the Ferengi's are running around yada 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 it's so they have one shot of me knocked out on the sick bay floor it's like the camera's passing through they didn't even bother they didn't bring lights in it was the only thing they were gonna do on that soundstage so it was quick everybody run in Billingsley's on the floor he's passed out okay you know got it go everybody ran out. And I tried to get up and my face was stuck to the floor, but everybody <laughs> had left the home stage. It was like,
2: Help, help,
1: help. <laughs> Finally, somebody like, you know, pokes her head and says, Everybody
2: in there it's like, Dr. Flox is stuck to the motherfucking floor.
1: <laughs> you got the makeup part department. Oh. We were wondering where you went. It's like, Argh.
2: Yeah, that that kind of shit didn't happen to Dom. I'm just gonna say.
1: No. Um, I, I never actually watched Dom's work. I always fast forwarded through Dom's scenes. He fast forwarded through my scenes. It's sort of like that thing about if a, if a tree falls in the forest doesn't make a noise. Is there a scene between Dominic and John? We wouldn't know. Oh, I don't. Yeah. There's got to be.
2: No, I'm sure is. I fast forwarded through it.
1: Oh, there, is. There, there are
2: there are scenes. I like get to Bacula.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. He's dreamy. I mean, let's be honest.
1: Bacula's dreamy. No, they were all dreamy. I was the only undreamy one in the cast. Uh, although you know, I tried to compensate for you know. F- good acting um,
2: <laughs> cried yeah. Yeah, that's a big word yeah, you had a nude scene so <laughs>
1: did, yes, did, yeah. that's because I dared them to write me a nude scene they had all the young people running around in their undie pants it's like when do I get to run around in my undie pants Chris Black said how about we have you run around without your undie pants I said bring it on motherfucker
2: <laughs> so season 3 there I was so we have Chris Black to bring next year for Trek Talks 4 we got to get Chris black and harangue him for 30 minutes on why uh, he did that to us.
1: I I would love to get Chris black on. In fact, yes, that would be fabulous. I love Chris black. He's such a lovely man.
2: Anyway, John, thank you. We we say this and every time you're on uh, and we genuinely mean it, we love you. Um, We would do anything for you. Your Mm -hmm. friendship um, is, is supremely important to both of us. And we are so glad to be partnered with you in this effort because honestly, we wouldn't do it for anyone else.
1: (laughs) Well, right back at you fellas. This wouldn't have happened without your willingness to uh, jump into, uh, into the sack with me, so to speak without really knowing me very well. And it has been a joyous and wonderful ride and a marvelous part of my life. And I can tell you speaking for the food coalition that there's no end to the appreciation and to the uh, gratefulness. Um, This has been a, and, and you know, it continues to grow and expand. And I think, as you say, with tractivism, the bigger, broader message of give back and community service and we're all in this together has become more important than anything else. And I love the fact that that's happening, you know, and, that, and that I'm with you guys helping to make that happen.
2: 38 days trektalks.net is the address you can keep uh, up with all the updates we'll be uh, announcing uh, maybe some more celebrities coming up very soon on social media and um, again if you have any questions just call dan at 2075 oh
1: i'm realizing that you're this is all audio so they can't see it but you guys can see that i've got the litter box prominently featured in the frame i might have to move that on the-
0: is that yours or the cat's
1: that's
2: the S- it's larger. Well, Dan, I did the math after we had our conversation with John. Math? Yeah, I know. Math is hard. Ah. Yeah, it is. Math is hard. And uh, Mr. John Billingsley has appeared on Trek Geeks, counting this episode, seven times now. Seven. 7. One of them was a surprise, you know, uh, appearance in Vegas because we didn't know he was going to do it. <laughs> but uh, episodes 270, 275, 290, 299, 305, 306, and 308. So he has been in a third of the episodes we've done this year. <laughs> you Actually, know what? Closer to half. Closer to half.
0: I don't I don't mind that at all. He, he, he you're always going to laugh. You never know what's going to come out of his mouth, that's true, and it's amazing how he can go from being so comical and funny and and just knee slap humor to unbelievable seriousness and heartfelt discussion and at the snap of his fingers he is he's brilliant at uh at at bringing his messages across and and he can come sit down with us anytime he
2: wants. God, I wish you could do that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Huh. He all absolutely right. can. And I'm I'm looking forward to uh Trek Talks 3 Saturday, January 13th, live on, on our YouTube and probably Roddenberries and probably Trek Movie and maybe a couple of others, but it'll pantless. be shared all over social media. What's that? Pantless. 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 I'm not wearing pants. He, John didn't have pants on last year. I'm not sure he has he had pants on last night. I don't <laughs> I, was say, I don't know if he has pants on ever. Now uh, let's text him. <laughs> no, wait. If you ask what somebody's wearing, that comes across a little weird. Oh, it
0: does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should know that.
2: Yeah. Anyway. Speaking of uh, of pants, you know who else is fond of wearing pants? Dan.
0: Um, Alan a band Five
2: Year Mission. Oh, oh, okay. They always wear the nicest Starfleet uniform pants whenever they're they're That's playing true. together, That's jamming true. out, rocking the Enterprise, as it were. We love them we love their music we're so grateful to be able to use it here across the network and particularly here on the trek geeks podcast we love them so much we want everyone to love them so go on out to their website get their cds because of physical media is is really important mm-hmm. you want those cds in your hand because nobody can ever take them away from you and um get all their music year one year two year three year four spock's brain trouble with tribbles. uh get them in your hands so you can put them in your cd player and become huge fans because we are ourselves 5 dot mission.net go get them they're not hard to love no they're, they're not easy
0: to love unlike you but uh, i gotta say Wh- but last time yeah exactly last time we recorded you may remember it was a long time ago um but you may remember that i said i wasn't gonna do a farkism in order of fark's
2: birthday the biggest letdown of my life
0: and then i did one anyway i know i know I, yeah um, i was here it, it was a good one though i, I gotta say it was no it pretty wasn't good well this week buddy uh, I'm going to keep my word in your honor, my friend, for your unwavering support and friendship um, and also to welcome in the holiday season. And quite frankly, because unfortunately, I know how much you hate them. I'm not going to fill your ears with a magical farcism this week. I'm just not going to do it. You're welcome. But they will be back.
2: Fark my words. I hate you so much right now. Oh, my God. I I, I don't know why I, I was, gonna, I was believing you. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, oh, well, maybe he's not really gonna do it. I yeah, he's not gonna do it. Um, yeah. He did, did it. it. Mm. Son of a mm. anyway.
0: Five year. Go ahead.
2: Five it. year mission.net. Fark his words. Yes. Fark your face. Don't forget you too can support <laughs> Trek Geeks by subscribing to us on Patreon. We can get all kinds of special perks. Dan, our patrons are the best people on the planet. Um, we couldn't do what we do without them, and we are eternally grateful for not just the fact that they subscribe to us, but b- by the fact they've created a great community of fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. And uh, it's it's probably one of the best parts of doing this because you're not one of them.
0: Exactly. I would never count myself. A great community of fans and a great community of friends. And mm. I want to take a special moment to thank everyone uh, over the course of the last few weeks Um I've got a lot of messages from our patrons and I really appreciate all the wonderful messages. Thank you so much. It's good to be back here and looking forward to uh, a future of fun podcasting and having you all as a part of it right now, though, I am going to give a very special thanks to our associate producers for Trek geeks. And they are Vikram bot, Chad Clark, Corey clay, Brad DeMag, William Edward M. Jr., Brandon Everidge, Andy Fark, Kimberly Francis, Jonathan Hamilton, Ryan Jeffs, Sean Lynn, Rick Mason, Jamie McGregor, Ross McKinney, Aaron Mollenkoff, Sarah Ledoux, Helen Reed, Sarah Rutlinger, Tim Robertson, Desi Rogers, Greg Rosier, Eric Sakian, Adam Sanders, Tim Serdar, Heather Sohn, Blake Strike, love that name, Lisa Tomlinson, Ron Roble, Kaylia Zawacki, and the grrr- Gracious and wonderful, Connie Hutchins.
2: Wow. Mm. Do you? That was so kind of like special. John Billingsley there a little bit. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. No. Um, nice try, though. Um, huh. I. He might sue you. Be careful. <laughs> of course, we want to thank our Trek Geeks producers for their support. They are Mike Bovia, Steve Bovia, Chaz Bradshaw, Kyle Castillo, Peter Craig, Andy Davenport, Craig Ewing, Jackie and Chris Hackney, Brian Hackwith, Kimberly Hartman, David Hood, Lionel Marchand, Matt. McGonagall, Jim McMahon, Darren Metcalf, Charlie Mulvey, Sean O'Halloran, Casey Pettit, Jamie Rogers, Casey Shafsky, Terry Schull, Jim Stoffel, Chris Trebuzio, Christina Werther, and the lovely and talented Jess Fashion, Dan, the senior producer mm. of Trek Geeks, your boss, mm. my boss, my boss. My boss. The one and only Jude Tatman. And he says, get it together, Dan. <laughs>
0: together gotten, <laughs> sir. What Absolutely. Does, what does I that even mean? Know. I have no idea, but I'm going with it. You know, you too <laughs> can become a producer on the Trek Geeks uh, podcast. It's so easy to do. Head on over to patreon.com slash trekgeeks for all the details.
2: Well, Dan, since we don't really know when next time is just yet, we're hoping it's very soon. Yes. Um, we're going to have a, a discussion about, um, we're going to start discussions about mental health. Yes. And we can't start that discussion without a conversation on both yours and mine. Hmm. Um, so that's kind of how we're going to kick it off. I like that um, idea. Uh, yeah. And, um, it, there may not be a whole lot of Star Trek in it and that's fine because one of the things I have not wanted to do at all this year is watch Star Trek, believe it or not.
0: Uh, it's funny that you say that buddy with everything going on the last time I watched an episode of Star Trek as we record right now, it is December 6th. The last time I watched an episode of Star Trek was at the beginning of September. Yeah. So um, I want to get back into it. Um, I'm hoping that there can be some changes to how I'm approaching things. So I look forward to it Um, and uh, we'll go from there. But uh, sitting here talking to you is is one step forward in the good way.
2: Agreed. And we're going to unpack some stuff next time when we climb behind this microphone. Of course, for even more great Star Trek discussion, we have a whole bunch of other podcasts here on Trek Geeks that we think you'll love lots of passionate fans who just want to celebrate Star Trek and Gene's vision, you can find all of our podcasts, including the brand new Deflowered, a Star Trek TOS podcast (laughs) with Sarah from Rewind um, by going to trekgeeks.com slash listen.
0: Trek Geeks. Once again, no one talks Trek like we do.
2: So true. And of course, for all the news on all the Star Trek, please visit our great friends at treknews.net. For now, this has been episode 987 we do hope you all live long and prosper.
0: <laughs> coconut! Coconut it up, baby. All the coconuts. Coconut, coconut, coconut. Let's do it. Coconut.
2: For all the episodes we've missed this year, I feel like you need to do like a one-minute screed of just saying coconut repeatedly over and over at Coconut, coconut,
0: coconut, coconut.
3: Music for Trek Geeks is provided
0: by Five Year Mission. They're writing an original song for each episode of Star Trek.
3: Hear more of their music at fiveyearmission.net
2: Um, who are you? I <laughs> I get the sense that I've done this before. <laughs> um,
0: hi, my I'm my name is Bill. Hi, Bill. Hi, it's it's nice to meet you. I'm I'm Dan. Um, hi, hi, Dick. It's uh, nice to meet you. Something familiar about you. I'm not sure if I can. Were you at the Angels game in 1986 when Donnie Moore gave up that home run to David Henderson? I don't. know. I don't, you look familiar.
2: I've never. I don't know too many people named Dick, so I'm not sure that <laughs> that we've met.
0: Oh, here we. That didn't take long. Wow, it took a whole what? Seven seconds.
2: That's great. Hi. Yeah. You. You didn't even acknowledge it the first time it happened.
0: Why bother at this point? You right? didn't hear it, did you? I did hear it. Oh, I heard it. <laughs> I, I don't give you the. I don't give you the uh, the the. Um, I don't even know what the word is. Satisfaction.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'll but never I heard forget it. the first time you fell for that. <laughs>
0: Dan. Like thirty years ago, dude. What do you do? What, what? It's Dan. Dan, no, it's Dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dick Davidson. Oh, how you doing, pal? I'm I'm doing okay.
2: How are you doing?
0: I'm doing all right. Uh, <clears throat> better. Um, which um, is partly um, because of you. Uh, so that's good. And John, because we already had our conversation that people just heard. We recorded it last night. So uh, I'm I'm doing pretty good today.
2: That's good. I'm glad to hear yeah. that. Yeah,
0: one day at a time, I guess, is the only way to do it. So,
2: and and do do. some rappers. Yeah, that's all you can do. Yeah. You know, you don't have to have every answer today. Right. You know, I'd um, like to. Wouldn't we all, though? Uh, Yeah. I mean, life uh, ultimately is is long and enjoyable, and it's not worth the stress.
0: That's right. It isn't. And that's what I'm trying to uh, decide how to get rid of that stress. So, um, I will say, since we're since we're recording, I will say thank you so much for all the support from all the people that have sent me messages to all our Patreons who were really all upset that I was gonna hold off on uh, doing a Patreon charge this month, which I decided to do. You are not getting charged this month, people. That's 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 that. So there, that's that. Um, but um, the outpouring of support, as always, um, has been incredible and it really means a lot. So thank you to each and every one of you who have reached out, have had words of encouragement, and sorry you have to listen to my voice this week. <laughs> I haven't we had to go. listen to
2: your voice in a long time. And <laughs> you should be apologizing to me.
0: No, I'm, I'm just glad to have you back in the fold, buddy. Um, Wolf and fold, so to speak.
2: <laughs> Rajack. <Rajak. laughs> um At some point, we will talk about um, how... 2023 has has sucked hmm. and has probably been the worst year for us personally and mentally since we started the podcast almost nine years ago Yeah, um n- almost nine years ago uh, next yeah
0: month. next month yep
2: um i i i don't even know how to deal with that um but the the comforting thing is that it's here now yeah. you know that we're here um and we'll talk about this when we when we have that episode. But you know, for you know, through quarantine, we were here. Mm-hmm. Through you know, working from home, we were here. Through COVID, we were here. Right. Through everything that's gone on in the last seven years, we've been here. And then now, all of a sudden, it, it's our turn to have our lives affected by things. And mm-hmm. um, I am so grateful and and uh, in awe of the people who who support us and listen to this show, not just our, our Patreonicals, because they really are a cut above, you know, any other, you know, Patreon subscribers out there. Agreed. But even just the people who stop and say hi to us in Vegas or, or send us emails through the website or who just download and never interact with us other than having us in their ears. Um, It has been uh, the most um, humbling and gratifying experience to know that, you know, when our lives take a turn, um, they get it, Mm -hmm. they understand. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it, it means the world to me and I know it does to you.
0: It does. It means, it means so much. And, and for anybody who might be worrying, we're not going anywhere. We're not, we are not stopping. We are not going to stop. If we have time in between episodes, like we obviously have had in the past couple of months. Great. We're not going anywhere. I said I'm not, I said I'm doing this until I'm tired of doing it. Just because we haven't done it doesn't mean I'm tired of it. It's just been other things that have been going on. I'm looking forward to getting back at it. When that's going to be, not 100% sure, but I don't, I do know it's going to be sooner rather than later. So that's the good thing for listeners, maybe not for you, because you'll have to deal with me a lot more. And, and Ugh, <laughs> God. but uh, yeah, um, coming up on nine years and it's, uh, it's not going anywhere, pal.
2: We started the year with like episode 299 and we're only at 308. (laughs) We've done nine episodes this year.
0: That's bad. And that's, 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 um, I, I, we, we
2: average 40 episodes a year, most Mm -hmm. years. Yeah. Um, And that's accounting for vacations and time off in Vegas and, and life and other things. But. Um, I think we probably hit a high during the pandemic mm-hmm. when nobody could go anywhere during quarantine. Right. I think we got as many as forty-six episodes in that year. That's pretty good. Um, because we <laughs> we okay. walked away yeah. with nothing to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I was gonna say vacations, but no, no vacations because we couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So let me tell you a little story. Okay. Dun, 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 dun.
2: Here's a story dun, dun. about a man named Danny. No. Um so you and I have been doing this for some time, as we've already stated, and throughout that time, this microphone or one like it has been on this boom arm <laughs> yep. for close to nine years attached mm-hmm. to my desk. Mm-hmm. It's got one of those screw clamps, so it you know clamps to the edge of the desk, yep. and I can move it all over and around, and I can adjust it periodically. Well, I'm standing here in the office where my wife and I both work because we both work remotely now full time. Permanently, and it just literally without being touched or or even breathed on, it came crashing down and it almost took out my full-size Lego space shuttle discovery, Oof. which is on the file cabinet next to it. Oof. I the look of sheer panic and terror on my face was palpable.
0: Now you know how I felt years ago.
2: No, that's not even remotely the same. <laughs> Not just even kidding. remotely no, the same. Just kidding. <laughs> because this Lego matters. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> wow. So, yeah. See what I did there? <laughs> that was good. That um, was very good. Um I, I just my wife was horrified. I mean, we both almost saw it in slow motion. Yeah. Like, mm. no. I've never seen that Lego kit of you of that. Uh yeah, it's upstairs here in the office. Oh, cool. It's, it's it's off camera over here, but it's it's a gorgeous set, man. Nice. I've always wanted a space shuttle set. Mm-hmm. I didn't intend to ever get one that big, but when it came out, I'm like, I'm buying this.
0: No, it's not as big as the new Avengers building, huh?
2: No, nothing's oh, god. Happening. No, <laughs> three feet three tall. Feet tall, <laughs> Jeez. but well, you know, it's I'm- probably half the size of the the uh, the Mega Blocks. Oh. Tos Enterprise. That's a good size then. Yeah, yeah, it's it is sizable. I mean, it takes two hands to hold. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll take photos of it later in comparison yeah. to the hand axes, you can see it, but. I thought it was going to come crashing down. So I'm going to make this pledge now. Hmm. My wife and I have committed. We Instead of relocating to the Atlanta area, we're going to relocate to North Carolina in this yes. Yep. We have to yep. because our condo is going to be sold. Mm-hmm. Um, if any of my sets take a dive and fall apart, it's just going in a Ziploc bag and going in a moving box. <laughs> and I will reassemble it when we, when we unpack.
0: You can get all the instructions online now for every kit. That's it. Um, and actually, there's an app, which I downloaded when I was working on the Sanderson Sisters house. And it's cute little animation of, of every step from the from the manual. And it's pretty cool. And every time oh, you get to better. another page, you get like a little fireworks display and stuff. It's pretty cute.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. That's kind of cool. Maybe yeah. well,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> the oh, are geez. not dangerous.
2: We've only done nine fr- friggin' episodes this year. And you had to haul out. That gas bag,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was Legos are not dangerous. So it's
2: it's Legos are dangerous. he said yeah, they can them. be very dangerous. Yeah. If you step
0: on them, yeah. Godzilla stepping on a Lego would hurt his foot.
2: So what I've learned today is that you're just a big fat liar. Why? Because you said Legos are not dangerous. Legos are not dangerous, and oh. in fact, they are. All right. Like, you know what? I I quit. No. <laughs> I'm kidding, kidding. They're not dangerous if used
0: correctly. It's pretty much like everything. I was going to say, I mean, <laughs> you, that
2: applies to words? <laughs> it does. So I'm definitely <laughs> hurt. So Dan, words are these things that people say mm. to communicate. Yes. And they usually pronounce them correctly In more often than not. No. Um, no. Yeah. So I know you're not, not all that bright. I know words Communi- are not your forte.
0: Yeah, that's only drive, communicate. Yeah, commu- that's commute, communicate. Communicate. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh huh. Co- we're conversating. Yeah.
0: Glad to have me back, aren't you?
2: Oh, sorry. <laughs> Let me count the ways. <laughs> and I Anyways. would just like to point out to you, as we are here recording this this evening, there are 176 days until Trek Long Island, so less than six months.
0: That's pe- that's pretty awesome.
2: 237 days. Until Vegas Trek twenty
0: twenty four. Wow, that's a that's two. Con- we haven't done two. Con- we've only done two conventions in a year, once really. Once, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, you yeah, know going out to New York twice, twice. Yeah, we can we can count the studio tour. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in New York, I mean, that's that's you know the official studio up in Ticonderoga. We can count that one. I think
2: the the set tour. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Because that was a convention that it week. Was, it was a was convention yeah. yeah, so absolutely. So Chicago, and then that. Now we're gonna go to.
2: Long Island. Long Island. I have uh, iced tea. It's not really iced tea, Dan. I want to, uh, you know, abu- disabuse you of that notion what? now. Oh. Yeah, it's not really iced
0: tea. I used to drink them a lot when I was like 12. That's why, probably why I don't remember a lot. It's probably why your liver hurts. <laughs> 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 oh, gosh. It's good to be back. It is good to be back. Very good. It makes me smile, and that's something that's very important right now. So I'm looking forward to a, a great discussion. Of course, if anything's going to get me back in this chair, it's talking about what we're talking about. Yeah, it so. wasn't me. No, it, 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 absolutely not. It was Billingsley. I couldn't get you back in that chair. No. <sighs> no. God, you could be have $100 bills glued to your body, and I probably wouldn't get in the chair. You could have set me on fire, and you wouldn't be in that chair. <laughs> It'd
2: be like your every wish come true.
0: Wow. Not that bad. Maybe let, maybe let, maybe getting run over by one of those things that flattens the tar when they pave a street. A steamroller? Yeah, it happened with uh Christopher Lloyd and who framed Roger Rabbit. That would be cool. setting you on fire. No, I got limits. Oh,
2: good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. I was really worried that you You're didn't welcome. have any limits. You're welcome.
0: you yeah. taught me to care, Bill. <laughs>
2: About nothing. Nothing. <laughs> About yeah, really nothing. Not a thing. Not, Not a at thing. all. No. Nope. So, so I, I noticed that your your tree is up. It is your Christmas tree. Your trek tree is up. Trek tree is up. All the stuff is up. We actually did you, um, did you get any new ornaments this year?
0: Um, I got last year's ornament, which I believe was the Enterprise from Strange New Worlds. I think that was last year's. Mm-hmm. And I always, I usually, my godchild, Matt, over in London, gets me the year, the new ship of the year. I only get the gotcha. ships. Um, so I'll expect, Matthew, if you're listening, I will expect the Enterprise with Apollo's hand holding it, which is this year's episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Or ornament, I should say. Um, and then it will go on uh, next year. But yeah, uh, we decided to decorate early this year. Um we just celebrate celebrated we just had our 1 year anniversary of Callie passing away on December 2nd and last year we had to come home from Disney early and she was sick and we had and she 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 passed away and we didn't feel like celebrating christmas at all we didn't want yeah. to put a tree up it was just a mess this year we decorated the day after thanksgiving which we have never done in our entire relationship um, we felt it was something that would we wanted to do and had to do, and, and we're really glad we did. I didn't get the trek tree up until this week, um, and with everything going on with me, I was looking forward to doing that. Maybe give me a little joy. It didn't, which was like ridiculous. But now that it's up, and I see it every day, and I hear it when the lights turn on, I hear the whole mirror universe stuff going off. It makes me very happy.
2: Oh, well, that's good. Yeah,
0: yeah, and it looks it looks fantastic, actually. Too, I must say. I'm sorry.
2: This is like the fifth year in a row we haven't put a tree up.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. and
2: I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with it.
0: We actually it- bought a new one. Oh, that's cool. We had a we got a new fake one a couple years ago, and it was really nice, but it was glitter, and that is the worst thing in the world for cleanup. So this yeah. year we got one of the ones that has the fake snow stuck to it, and it's gorgeous. We absolutely love it. So I
2: remember one day, one year I had that body glitter all over, and it, it <laughs> takes forever to get off. Wow! I did not need to put that in my eyeballs. I had to throw out that speedo too. <coughs> Excuse me, uh, I'm gonna just throw up a little bit. Dan, I don't think that shaming me is is good.
0: No, because it makes me think of the bad things I've done with my speedos.
2: I uh, that's you
0: don't complete lie. lie. Don't lie. Complete lie. Well, you know I'm a liar. I just made I'm a big fat liar. You said early, big fat so. liar. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Emphasis on the liar. <laughs> you thought I was gonna say fat, didn't you?
0: No, I know. I know that you're not like that. I appreciate it
2: mm. yeah okay Chubby, so, let's go
0: <laughs> Wow signed up for the trifecta for Spartan for twenty twenty four We're crazy
2: a lot of people not happy with the founder of Spartan right now.
0: I have not read anything about that what's going on
2: um the uh Spartan um uh, Arabia I think is is uh dumping the Spartan name and oh. uh, logos and affiliation. Because of his comments regarding the Israel Palestine.
0: Oh my! I have not seen. I have situation. to read up about it. Wow! Yeah,
2: a lot of people not happy with Joe Disner right now. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah. So, all right, I'm I'm not doing that. Um, I'm just big fat kid. Oh, can and I the tell worst. Y- hmm? Can I tell you something? What's that? Pat? I've discovered that I have an addiction. Hmm. And I'm here to talk about it. Okay. Um. You remember Charleston Chew's? The candy bars.
0: (laughs) The little balls?
2: Not the balls, the little mini size Charleston shoes. Mm -hmm. My, My entire childhood, I only ever had the chocolate ones.
0: Oh, oh, I know where you're going with this.
2: My wife bought the vanilla ones. Oh my God.
0: So the vanilla center, the vanilla nougat? Yeah. That's all I had when I was a kid was the vanilla one. I never had the chocolate one and I had the strawberry ones every once in a while. All I had was the chocolate. I never like
2: chocolate more than vanilla. Wow. Okay. Oh my gosh! Aren't they awesome? Those little mini Charleston chews. Nom 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 nom. I cannot get enough of those in my mouth. You can get
0: them in a little bag now, like an eight ounce bag, and they're they're Charleston chew balls. They're little they're circular, and I put them in the freezer. Oh, oh, they're fantastic, dude! They're great. But
2: I'm discovering. I used to take full size bars and put them in the freezer as a kid. Crack them. Uh, Yeah, but I'm discovering I like I'm not frozen now. Mm -hmm. So I've learned this about myself. Um, You know, I I think it's important to learn new things about ourselves as we get older and, you know, to never stop learning. I've learned that um, those things will kill me. (laughs) 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 Because I could make an entire meal out of those three times a day.
0: They're pretty awesome. They're really good. Yeah. yeah. Charleston Chew is one of my favorite growing up. That and Marathon Bars.
2: Oh, I remember those. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So here is your task. I'm giving you homework. Oh, I'm going to write it down. Hold on. You need to come up with a suitable Charleston Chew martini. I can do that. And we will publish that recipe in Camp Kittimer.
0: I will do that. Uh, you know that i love doing stuff like that i know you do so right up your alley yep
2: so there's no time limit on this you have time to experiment i know you're a bit of a um i don't want to say a chemist but it's almost like chemistry with you Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. you try things you you mix you match you you add some here. you take away some there um i look forward to your final result doctor
0: all right It'll be better than the one that I thought of for Thanksgiving, which would be a Thanksgiving martini,
2: which is Zip
0: stuffing in it, turkey gravy, <laughs> vodka, oh. Oh. Uh, a little bit, a little bit of, a little bit of um, chick- uh, turkey skin around the rim, oh. and a dollop of cranberry sauce. I'm gonna hurl. <laughs> I was describing that to my wife, and she's just looking at me, and I'm like, "But I'm the type of person that came up with weird flavors of Ben and Jerry's, like liver and onions ice cream." Liver-flavored ice cream with real onion bits in it.
2: So uh, so much right now, I regret the last nine years.
0: <laughs>
2: Welcome this back. Is, this has been the longest outtake ever. <laughs> Let's do this.
0: Okay, all right. All right. We're, we're, I'm ready.
2: Uh, I, could Could you ever be? <laughs> all right, good show, guys.
1: See you later. All right. Da, 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 da. Ladies and gentlemen, I am here with my special guest tonight, Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. They've got a little podcast called Track Geeks. I'm here to introduce them to the world. They have some stories to tell you. Oh my God, you're not going to believe it. Bill, da- oh no, wait a second. I've got this all backward done. Thank you,
2: Mr. Bigglesworth. <laughs> <Adam laughs>
0: it's actually very, very well done, I got to say. That's one yeah. of the best intros ever on this show, and we've been doing it for three hundred plus. And who
2: does all the intros on this show?
0: That's right, exactly. It's you. That's my point. It's you. It's
2: you.
1: <laughs> the fuck? Now, wait, uh. because everybody thinks I'm I'm Dan Bigglesworth. They're kind of wondering yes. who's Dan Bigglesworth. Dan what's Bigglesworth? Is he on. They're like looking through their Star Trek encyclopedia. <laughs> Dan Bigglesworth. Dan, Bigglesworth. I could I, I could be your porn name. My porn name is Slimy Margon. Since we're starting on the highfalutin code. <laughs> My first dog was named Slimy because he liked to roll around in the drainage, yep. and we lived on Margon Court. Okay. I'm not sure I'd get a lot of work as a porn guy. No, probably not. Margon? Hi, Slimy Margon. I'm interested
2: Ooh. in for the for that. Slam. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, you're, that's not going to open a lot of doors.
1: I had it all wow. to do over again. I wouldn't have named the dog Slimy, but he liked to come home covered in like he would roll in the drainage ditch. He'd come home covered in green slime. He was a very lovely dog. He put his paw on the tap outdoors that would signal to us. He understood that now he had to be hosed down. We'd hose him. We'd scrub him. He was allowed inside. He just loved filth. What can I say?
2: We have to hose Dan down every now and then. Filthy Margon.
1: Is that a better poor name?
2: That is. That's a much better mm-hmm.
0: name. Much better. Yes. Much filthy, better. Margon. filthy Margon. Yeah. Oh,
2: it I also guess. sounds like some kind of expletive. Filthy,
0: filthy Margon, Margon. something filthy. from Battlestar Galactica, maybe.
1: Exactly, filthy Margon. Hashtag filthy Margon. Uh, well, now we're off to a flying start here. I love it. We
0: haven't uh, even started yet. That's I the know. fun part. Really, this is all yeah. going to be part of the show,
1: though,
2: right? This is. Be- oh, you know, at, at the end of every show, I know this. I know you know this because I know you listen, you know, religiously. After the the end theme, there's always you know some kind of outtake or I or a bit that happened. You know, I know you've uh, on mic to me before, yeah. but it's
1: kind of like what a dog hears when you guys talk. It's like, Yeah, oh, oh wow, yeah, uh, uh-huh. you've, only
2: been-, you've <laughs> only been on the show eight fucking times. Eight
1: fucking <laughs> times. Is there, uh, is there who's who got the most appearances in history on your show?
2: Actually, it's you now. Um, I think it is, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Boop, 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 boop.
2: Well, technically, oh. Dan and I. But,
0: so that so. could be a good thing, or it could just really say that you got a lot of free time, John. I'm really not yeah, sure which yeah, way to go. Not
2: mutually exclusive. <laughs> That's
0: Thank okay. You. Someone of your stature doesn't have to go to work every day uh-huh. because you're so well known and famous. Let's That's put right. it that way.
2: That's right. Yeah.
0: Right.
1: All right. I loved you in 24. People always say to me, "It's like, so how do you select your parts?" It's like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I tried for a couple of years when I was beginning to kind of put more of my energies into activism and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, to go as they say, offer only. Ah, uh, you know when they filled up the bedroom, it was like
2: I can't breathe for the crickets in this house. I <laughs> that was not viable for me. Yeah, <laughs> did you have to audition for that Denzel movie? Oh yeah, and I can yeah. tell you,
1: I can tell you a story about Denzel that movie uh, that is kind of interesting. But yeah. Right. Save that for when we're going, or you want to hear it now?
2: Oh, we'll we'll keep it in the outtake. yeah. Let's yeah, let's air it. Absolutely.
1: So yeah. yeah, so I auditioned for um uh, Carl Franklin. He had cast me in a small part in a movie uh a couple of years earlier, the name of which is escaping me with Ashley Judd. And I I, you know, was only in one scene, but I liked him. He was a nice guy, he was a nice part. They called me back in to audition for the role that I was eventually cast in, and uh I I, it, I thought <laughs> in God's green earth. This is a large role in a major feature that, you know, my career wasn't trending that way. I get the part. And I found I found out later on, that the reason I got it was because Denzel Washington had been in a, a movie with Don Cheadle, Devil in a Blue Dress, that Carl mm-hmm. Franklin had directed. And Denzel was not terribly happy that when that movie premiered, Carl Franklin spent a lot of time and energy talking about how much he loved Don Cheadle and what a great actor Don Cheadle was and what a discovery John Cheadle was. And uh basically, um, Denzel sort of thought that, you know, the next time I work with Carl Franklin, if I'm going to have a sidekick, I'm not going to let that motherfucker Don Cheadle me. <laughs> so he said no to every single actor that auditioned that had any kind of reputation or name or credibility. or And the only person left standing was me. <laughs> uh, I was in that movie because in... Denzel's eyes, I was like, Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It being cheated by that guy. <laughs> um, now, Carl was lovely, in fact. And I think in his own way, he 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 kinda, you know, tried to do the same thing again for me, which I really appreciate. You know who's really good in this movie, John Billingsley. But the movie itself kind of sunk like a stone because it was released during the weird season between summer yeah. and winter, and nobody goes to the movies during October, you know. So right,, right, the movie kind of just disappeared, and it didn't do anything for my career and here I am today, a vaguely recognizable mid level character actor who was primarily well known for Star Trek and then a whole bunch of other shit that nobody ever watched.
2: Wow, it's like you wrote that yourself. that's amazing
1: mm-hmm. oh yeah, we I love carry you. Around, I carry around my own asterisk <laughs> <laughs> I, I
2: well. We know for a fact you're perfectly recognizable because it happened at dinner in Vegas. Did,
1: but I was recognized in kind of that vague way. It was like he's that guy. Saw you in that hemorrhoid commercial. Yes. Are you dating my daughter? (laughs) No, I'm. I'm a. I'm a vaguely recognizable actor on television. Oh yeah, you were in. What what did I see you in? That's my favorite question. What did I see you in? Well, have a seat. Tell me everything (laughs) you've ever watched on television. I'll see if it lines up with something I was in.
2: Well, in 1989, <laughs> let's
1: start with my favorite Martian. I wasn't in that, but let's just start there.
2: It's a great show. Go. <laughs> oh man. It's I'm never always, a dull moment with you.
1: I'm always very polite. I never say that to anybody actually to their face. Absolutely. I wait until their back is turned and then I insult them. That's
2: generally.
1: <laughs> you never know people's pension for violence. You never know what might happen.
3: Yeah
2: that's true yeah. especially I mean with Dan I mean you're you're preaching to the choir here although from a distance I feel comfortable insulting him
1: you're uh, not too far away from me man
2: yeah far well, enough away
1: fortunately' I, I've <laughs> got to know you well enough to know that in your heart you're both wussies, so I'm not I I think it's possible to actually so both very true. And your face and and you know even though I'm older than you are neither one of you is much faster than I am so even <laughs> if you
0: very well put. Uh,
2: we we don't have to be faster than you. We just have to be faster than the bear, John.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's
2: right. <laughs> that joke, or however it goes, because I'm I'm knee deep in some screwball whiskey, and ah, um who knows? Fabulous. I have
0: I have a Christmas mule myself.
1: Ooh, you are a Christmas mule, you jackass! Little uh, dinner party. No. champions actually so i'm waiting to do my drinking when we get there john. oh oh
0: cool well john tell mr champion thanks a lot for the invite yes
1: yeah, so let me go to my mailbox
2: and see if there's an invite
1: i don't think you probably would have flown across the country just to go to dinner with john champion and his mother maybe you would. Oh, no no no
0: <laughs> but knowing that john billingsley was going to be there i might have
2: I know, knowing <laughs> that john's mother is going to be there i'd be there
1: yeah i'm really thrilled to see john's mother you know john's dad if you're using yep. this and your outtakes passed away yep. i get you yep. got to know them both a bit years ago lovely charming people and yep. i'm delighted to get to see his mom and i'm nice so, john is a mensch among mentions so of course he absolutely so, yeah
0: that's awesome tell him we said hi i will indeed As he never
2: talks to us so yeah that's uh, he's <laughs> he's up here and we're kind of way down here Yeah.
3: yeah yeah, yeah, um,
1: yeah. We've when we yeah. get on the air, we can talk about how we've expanded the team so that what started is our little three-person band. Yes, the better part of the metropolitan area is is participating. In,
2: <laughs> Half in- of LA County is involved in this thing. Yeah. I think <laughs> extraordinary,
1: extraordinary.
2: Well, Dan, anytime you want to uh, kick it off with sure. uh w- with Mister, you know, billing and receiving. We yes, can, uh, absolutely. We can do All
0: right, here we go.
1: Here we go.